This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. And welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heineman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. It's good to be back. Yes. Um, so this is our first time recording after the break, right? It, it is. But yeah, we know that you have remember. not missed. Like, we've been, you know, going strong. So we're yes. excited about that and excited to bring you one of our favorite people. Yes, we're so excited. So today on the episode, we have Lauren Chandler. And Lauren, we are going to let you introduce yourself. So just tell us about yourself, your family, your ministry, what's going on in your life right now. Yeah, Elizabeth, Kelly, thank y'all so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on Marked again. I think I did this a while ago, um, but I'm so glad to be back. Yes, I am. um, Well, I'm married to a pastor and (laughs) Matt Chandler, who's the pastor of the Village Church in the Dallas area. Um, We have three kids. Audrey, Reed, and Nora, they're almost 18, 15, and 11. Um, Matt and I have been married 21 years. I was a very wow. young bride, so I'm, you still were. Very, I'm still very young. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you I turned 40 this past year, and uh, it's an interesting year to turn 40. You know, yes. 20 was mm-hmm. not what I expected it would be. You know, it's like, <laughs> 40, new season, you know, new me. And it was still good, but man, it was an interesting season to turn 40. Um, And and so, yeah, I'm a worship leader, a Bible study writer, teacher, uh, written a book, well, I guess a trade book and a children's book. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've done and who I am. And there's more to that, of course, but uh, yeah. That's it for now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you are kind of a a unicorn in a way because you do so many different things. Like you are, you're a really good writer and, you know, you do some speaking, but, you know, and I know you love to do worship too. So um, that's a, I mean, that's just not everybody can, not everybody can say they can do all those things and you do them all so well. So that's really fun. Yeah. So, okay. You've got the new Bible study that is just coming out and it's called with us in the wilderness and it's on the book of numbers, not the book that we normally just turn to in our quiet time. (laughs) So, yeah. So tell us kind of like what kind of drew you to study maybe numbers and teach like where you, you know, how did the Lord just kind of prompt you in that? Um, you know, I received She Reads Truths, um, like study Bible a few mm-hmm. years ago, whenever it came out, I got that beautiful coral one. It's just, I love it. Yes. And I was like, you know what? It's so pretty and I'm really into aesthetics. And so I'm like, if it's pretty, I'll, I'll dig into it even more. Um, so I was reading through the Bible and I got to numbers and, um, you know, I just never really dug deep into that story into that part of scripture before, you know, cause there's so many names or numbers. It feels confusing. It seemed a little boring at first, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the more I, I read it, 
I found these nuggets, these stories that I remember, you know, everybody knows Balaam and the donkey mm-hmm. and um, just the ironic blessing. And I was like, oh, I forgot that this was in numbers. And so mm-hmm. I was really puzzled by a lot of the stories in it. Um, and so kind of just did my own personal study. And then um, Elizabeth and I think Sarah Doss were in town um, mm-hmm. that y'all were uh I think Jen Wilkin was yes. uh, recording a video or a Bible study session and we had lunch and I think Elizabeth, you're like, so is there, what's kind of next Bible study? And I remember thinking, I think I asked, well, has anyone ever written a study on numbers? And Elizabeth <laughs> kind of looked at me like, uh, no. <laughs> and so um, that's kind of where it started. And um and y'all were crazy enough to to encourage me on in that. And I've I've learned so much. I'm I'm so glad I did it. And um yeah, that's that's how this Bible study on this slightly obscure book of the Bible came to be. Yes. And I love it so much because like you said, there are so many stories in numbers that I was not like I'm familiar with the story, but could not have placed it in the Bible. Like yeah. Balaam, I feel like I always thought it was in like the Kings or yeah. um, oh, Judges yeah. or something, but it's in Numbers. And um, something that's kind of funny is a little peek behind the curtain is I was working on Jude when we yeah. by Jackie Hill Perry um, as an editor while we were talking about with us in the wilderness. And I was like, there's so many stories in Jude that yeah. are like are so many references to numbers in Jude, which is so funny because we just I would never both of them are kind of obscure books. And so it was just yeah. interesting to see those parallels. Um, yeah. One thing that. Um, is another thing that's like a peek behind the curtain is this study was originally scheduled to come out at a different time, but because of COVID and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, we had to delay it. And my pastor recently was talking about the wilderness, about how many are looking at this time of quarantine as a sort of wilderness wandering. And Mm so knowing a little behind the scenes, like we know that this study was not scheduled to come out when it did originally, but talk to us about how God orchestrated the study to come out now while we're all in this sort of like wilderness wondering season of our lives. You know, when I first started studying numbers and um, even just the very beginning, honestly, in my Bible, there's like a little preface to the book that kind of explains uh, where it fits in the overall narrative of scripture of God's story. And they said that in Hebrew, the name of that book is actually called In the Wilderness. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, okay, English translators, can we do that <laughs> instead of numbers? It would yeah. be so more interesting. Yes. I would grab our attention a little bit more. Um, but, you know, so I think it was August 2019 when I started writing this. And it was supposed to come out, I think, in either June or September Mm-hmm. I think September of two, of 2020. And it, it kind of was personally a rough start. Like I was trying, it was kind of like a start, stop, start, stop. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I, I hope I can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I just never, I, I never settled into a rhythm um, until kind of later in the year. I felt like in December, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I knew this deadline was just kind of, 
was like weighing down on me. Like I was speeding up towards it and I still had a lot more to write. And, um, anyway, you know, I, I remember finishing in February, um, I think week four, I'd gone out to the, our, we have a little river cabin with another family. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to crank out. No one's here to distract me as much as I can. So I wrote basically a whole week's uh, work, um, <laughs> that day. And, you know, not knowing that in about a month's time, the whole world would be shut down. And, um, yeah. you know, I was, I was uh, we were supposed to rec- uh, film mm-hmm. at the end of March. And so I was just um, trying to get everything in before I knew we were going to film. And then, you know, mid-March, uh, my kids' spring break turned in from from one week to two weeks. Right. And then to three weeks and then to the end of the year. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt a lot of peace um, from the Lord that it had taken a while to get to that point for a reason. Like mm. even just that unsettledness that I had in me and writing it like, okay, I'm, I can't get into a rhythm for some reason. I, I believe it was the Lord saying, okay, slow down, wait, I'm, I'm working something else right now. And I want to time this, um, you know, at a perfectly with uh, what I'm doing in your life, but then also the world as a whole. And right. so um, that got shifted to, we were going to then shoot in May and that didn't happen. And, and, you know, we had originally looked at, uh, shooting in death Valley, which in March would be perfect, mm-hmm. but in May and then potentially August, I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, so all the imagery, like on the, uh, on the workbook, like on the title, on the cover page is all kind of that a little bit more desert like um, wilderness, but we ended up filming in Montana instead mm-hmm. at the end of August, beginning of September, um, in a little bit more of that rugged green wilderness, which is just as much a wilderness as any. Right. And you know that that's that's telling of not everybody's wilderness will look the same. You know mm-hmm. that okay. um, maybe some wilderness looks one way and another's another way and and that it's all still a wilderness season that that the lord can bring us through and you know even though we're all in covid wilderness <laughs> um each of us it's hit each of us differently um you know depending on where we are in life where we live um kind of uh, if we're married, not if we've had family affected by COVID, if mm-hmm. our job's been affected, you know, everybody's wilderness in this overall wilderness has looked different. And and so I'm really honored that the Lord would give me this message to carry in such an appropriate time mm-hmm. for so many people that that's what's beautiful about God's word is, yes, it's Israel's wilderness. Um but but it's a it's a story that that can be colored different ways and that each one of us can relate to in some shape or form. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's so, like what you just said about wilderness can look different for mm-hmm. each person. And I know we kind of even use the phrase like feast or famine. And, yeah. you know, so we, we like living in the times of plenty, but what God teaches us in the times of 
scarcity or the times of feeling maybe even just that isolation that we've all kind of felt. So, you know, a lot of our listeners may still be feeling that because, you know, we really haven't, you know, fully come out of this and we're still struggling and numbers are high. And so what encouragement would you give women that maybe still feel like they're, they're just really in this wilderness? And it seems, you know, when we think about this has been months and they were there 40 years. Right. You know? <laughs> um, right. That's that's hard to think about. But yeah, what would you how would you encourage some women that may be feeling like I'm just stuck in this wilderness? Yeah, um, I think first I would say that uh, it, just the title of the story of the of the study is that he is with you mm-hmm. in your wilderness that Um, Being in the wilderness doesn't mean that you're necessarily away from the Lord. Um, Now, can you run from him in the wilderness? Sure. And we saw the people of Israel do that. Um, But it's also an opportunity to um, meet with him and to realize he is with you right where you are. Um, And you don't have to rush through the wilderness. You can definitely ask for God's deliverance from the wilderness. There's no shame in asking for that. Um, But if, if you're there and you're just, you're, you're sitting in it and you, you don't want to rush through it, if that makes sense. And just, okay, well, let me learn my lesson and just get through the other side. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But but really, what an invitation. Like I think about in Hosea, there's uh, this um, whole like poem about how God allured Israel into the wilderness so that, that she would no longer call him my master, but my husband. And so there's an opportunity there for intimacy with God, even in the hard, even when everything comforting is stripped away, that instead of seeing it as um an affliction, which it definitely can be an affliction. It's not only an affliction, but also an invitation mm-hmm. um, that he is, he is there. He is just as close. And that here's what's cool is the people of God saw the Lord do miraculous things in the wilderness. Yeah. And so maybe God has stripped away um, distractions from you so that you could marvel at wonders he wants to do in and through you and around you. And so I would say he's with you. Um, he has invited you to intimacy. It's okay if it's hard. It's okay to not like the hard parts, um, but don't miss out on what he might have for you to to be able to see his wonders in the midst of your wilderness. Mm, I love that. And I, yeah, that's I, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that no matter what our wilderness season is, like we're all kind of going through one together right now. Um, But definitely, like you said, it looks different for everybody. And there are different seasons where we may feel like we're in a wilderness situation. And one of the things that encouraged me through the study um, was just how much that theme is brought out, uh, the with us, and and just Mm -hmm. how much even in, um, you know, even in the scripture, I guess I never saw it so much in that in that book of numbers because yeah. it's not one that we read a ton of <laughs> like we don't right. dwell on numbers a ton, but mm-hmm. it is such a a theme because there's the tabernacle, there's the cloud yeah. of fire and the and or the fire in the clouds and all these different ways that God is saying I am here, I am here, I am here, okay. and I'm providing for you with the quail and the manna, and yeah. um, so I think that's something that 
we all have to think about right now, but then just when we're in a wilderness season. And I think God, you know, like you said, it can be an opportunity to look for those wonders of God. And it can Mm -hmm. also just be an opportunity to look for God and to see, because everything else is stripped away. So it's like, he is with me and I can see that more clearly. Um, And I definitely, yes, was encouraged by that. And I think so many women will be as they read through this. Yeah. It's so funny that y'all are using the word wonder because that's, yes. <laughs> the, that's that's the word that the Lord has given me for 2021. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I had never really like considered that so much as you know, I mean, when we talk about words of our year or whatever, and mm-hmm. and the Lord just gave me Psalm 11927 that's like help me understand the meaning of your precepts, you mm-hmm. know, like the meaning of your word that so that I can meditate on your wonders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just that has um you know the scripture and how we can meditate on the wonders of God I I love that that we think about numbers and the how you can see what God was doing in the Israel's Israelites lives that's amazing and as a word nerd I just love that wonders and wanders are the I was with you. <laughs> yeah. I just love that, you know, as we're wandering with an A, we can yeah. wonder with an O at yeah. God's um just all of his miracles and yeah. the his that's presence. why you and I work so well together. Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. So we may have already touched on this a little bit, but I did want to ask because Numbers is such a, a book that we don't really see like on pretty Instagram share squares yeah. a lot, or we really yeah. even talk about a lot. Is there something in the book that as you studied it really surprised you um, to find within the pages of Numbers? Um, here's here's something interesting. I loved studying it. I loved that I had to dig in and looking, you know, I had to go back to Genesis and, mm-hmm. and put put numbers in context of, okay, there's a story of this people that God called and it started with Abraham. And, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of history in numbers that I had to understand in Genesis and Exodus um, and Leviticus, mm-hmm. um, and then also look forward to Deuteronomy and Joshua to understand numbers. And so I, I loved having to dig around in that. And, and it made numbers and what was inside of it come alive, especially all these like seemingly weird and random like <laughs> rules or, um, or I don't vows and all this stuff um, that it was, it was good for me to try to understand um, instead of, instead of taking it in isolation and like, okay, what does this say to me now? It was, okay, let me look at where does this fit in God's story? How do I make sense of all that's going on here? So I loved that part. And then here's what I've loved since studying numbers is seeing it. Like you said, Elizabeth, you saw it in Jude. I have, so I'm still reading through the Bible. I started last year and you guys, I'm not out of the old Testament. I had, I took a break when I was writing numbers or the study. Um, and so, um, (laughs) just so much of what I learned in numbers in the rest of scripture that made the rest of scripture so much uh, richer and had so much more texture and depth. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So when I read in Kings about, you know, Uzziah coming and offering incense in, in the, um, temple, I'm like, Oh no, you didn't. 
not go well for yes. the people in, in numbers that tried to do that. And, and it's not given to you to do that, even though you were God's man and king, you didn't have that right. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I loved that part about studying numbers in depth is how it brought the rest of scripture to life for me. Yes. Yeah. And I agree. Um, That's something that, um, like just as I was working on it, like you said, I was working in Jude. I had also, uh, was working in first and second Kings with Lisa yeah. Turkers trustworthy. Yeah. And now I'm working in Exodus with an upcoming study for Jen Wilkin. And I am just yeah. like, this is so cool how all of these are connecting in ways yeah. that like, you know, like you said, we've read through the Bible, um, and I've read through the Bible a couple of times before, but it is so easy to like kind of just skim over certain sections. <laughs> and so especially yeah. like the genealogies and, you know, the censuses. I, I don't know what the plural of censuses is. Census, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but those that are in numbers, like it's easy to kind of just like skip over those and not really, uh, really read them. And so I think with doing all of these different studies at once that has been very interesting for me to see like, oh, hey, I recognize that name. And, yes. you know, I know like you have said this and I think Jen Wilkin has said it. I think all of our authors have said this, like don't skip the genealogies because yeah. they're so fascinating. When you know these people's stories, you're like, wait, this is really cool that this person is brought up here and hey, he's his great grandfather or whatever. And so yeah. um, that's always fun to see. And I definitely feel like it numbers while um, it does have a boring title, which I would also like to change it to in the wilderness. <laughs> I, I think that it, it doesn't involve as much math as you might think, right. and but it does help you connect the dots. So I would encourage oh, people there you to go. study it. There yeah. You go. Okay. I'm going to switch completely but <laughs> to a totally different subject. I mean, but even though it's still around the Bible study, but, you know, Lauren, if people kind of know you, if they follow you on Instagram, they know you like the outdoors, you're kind of a cowgirl at heart, you know, I, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. okay, if, and if they don't know the story of you, like, killing the snake, like, that, <laughs> I, you just got, you gained so much cred in my book when you <laughs> talked about killing the snake, I was just like, wow, like, that's it impressive. Was not just snake, it was a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, it was a rattlesnake, <laughs> like, that's, no, 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 not doing that. But, but you did get to film this in Montana. And mm-hmm. I know that was I know that wasn't the original plan. But the, the pictures in the video is like, it's amazing. Oh, so pretty. But what oh, people don't know, I mean, I think what's I mean, when you when they got back, when the team got back from filming, <laughs> they were like, poor Lauren, they were like, she was out there early in the morning, traipsing mm-hmm. up, you know, all these places, changing clothes, you know, in, you know, wherever. So talk a little, like, give us a little glimpse yeah. of all that. It, I honestly, you know, I don't think I've ever done anything that hard, like, tapping <laughs> on me in every way, like, like emotionally, physically, spiritually, it was really good for me. I mean, I've I've done some other things that have been taxing, but that that was just special. Um, but uh, yeah, we it was early mornings, and then it was at you know Glacier National Park, which mm-hmm. is gorgeous. I cannot wait to go back. I was like, I want to go, go so bad. We have <laughs> I know, I know. Yes, it's you. You need to go. I want to take my family there. We have friends that just um, bought a house in Whitefish. I'm like, we're gonna go visit mm. them. And we're going to a Glacier. 
But um, yeah, it was early mornings. It was, they had like this little, I don't know. My daughter did dance competitions for like a hot minute and they had these little like pop-up changing pods. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. They had one for me. It was bright green. (laughs) I'm five seven. So I'm not short. I'm actually closer to five eight. And so (laughs) it was really interesting trying to change in one of those. Um, it was very windy. So I'm telling you the the guys that, uh, I think Steve, who was recording the, um, audio, mm-hmm. he's a master because I, I watched the videos and I cannot believe you can't hear <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. because it, it was like, I was in a wind tunnel in every session that I recorded. Oh I think goodness. there was one session by the river that I didn't, but when I was there, they wanted a cool shot of me walking into the river, like in a dress. Uh-huh. And, it was <laughs> and it was freezing cold. cold. That's snow water. Yeah. was freezing. It was <laughs> mountain cold glacier. <laughs> no, not glacier, but like freezing cold water that I, I walked in up to, I think my above my knees. Wow. Anyway, um, and then, you know, I, you know, I've taught Bible study when I've got my notes in front of me and I've got a podium and I can look at my notes and I can, you know, make sure I'm on track, make sure I didn't miss anything. And this was like, you know, 10 to 12, 15 minutes of having to really remember what mm. I was, what I'm saying. And yeah. I had notes in my Bible that I could, they could pause for a minute and I could look at, but for the most part, I had to like download it in my heart and then, and then speak it on camera. And, you know, I'm, I'm not professionally trained in speaking. I, I would love to grow in that. I hope to grow in that, but, um, it was just taxing. I remember the last day, um, it was probably my favorite day. We, it wasn't in Glacier. It was just kind of this, it was called Desert Mountain of all things. Mm. And we get there early in the morning, but way before the sun's up. And Steve Bessel, who's with Seven Story and kind of leading the the um, filming, um, mm-hmm. the shoot, he goes up and there is a man camped out at on top of this mountain. And here's what's crazy. I love the story. <laughs> Steve goes up there just to kind of like say, Hey, we've come to, we're just filming. Um, is that okay? Do you mind? We'll try to be out of your way, whatever. So he kind of like knocks on the tent. I don't know how he did that. (laughs) And the guy said, Steve, is that you? And Steve Bessel was like, uh, yeah, but I don't think I'm the Steve. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So anyway, this man, he comes out, his friend was supposed to come by who was camping on an, an adjacent mountain. He was supposed to come by and, um, and have coffee with them at the campfire. And, you know, instead he had coffee with us, the whole film crew and oh, me. Wow. And, um, wow. he ended up being a believer and, um, but like had kind of a really, um, a story of just wandering, but then the mm. Lord rescuing him. And he just got real teary while I was teaching. And uh, we used actually his campfire and his chair and coffee <laughs> in our shot, even like his old Jeep that was packed down with all this camping gear, um, which was so neat. 
And um, that was probably one of my favorite moments. It was like the Lord went before us with this sweet man, you know, yeah. and we had no idea. He was just out yeah. there keeping, and then he was spend, spending six weeks kind of out in the wilderness. Wow. And um, we come and crash his little, uh, <laughs> his little retreat when the Lord used uh, each other, you know, in, in our lives and just an encouragement to one another. And um, there was a moment where I was standing at the top and we had had one more session to film and they were trying to, they're like, oh my gosh, the shot is perfect. Why don't you do a promo again? Well, I'd already done a, the promo uh, at a different spot. And if you know me, I have a hard time. Like if I just don't feel it, it's not happening. And I have a really hard time like turning on, so to speak. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, say this, this. And I just, I kept trying and I'd stop. I kept trying. I would try. And then I just couldn't, I got so flustered and I just, I ended up having to, you know, Steve is like, okay, let's just take a break. Why don't you breathe? And I turned around and just looked out over this majestic view of like layers of mountains upon mountains, you know, that faded into the background and this beautiful ombre sky that was just awakening with the dawn. And I just started crying one for the Mm. beauty Mm. two that God would let me have such an honor to study his word. And then to just share what I find with, with people that I will never meet on this side and then three, that he would use a broken and an imperfect vessel like me. And, um, you know, there was a lot of emotions. I was frustrated with myself, but I was also just overcome with this great mercy and kindness. And sweet Sarah Doss came up beside me and put her arm around me and just prayed for me. And, um, man, it was just, it was a moment of just being ministered to in the midst of mm hopefully ministering to others. And so Montana has a very special place in my heart now. And I, uh, I know when I go back, it won't be the same exactly, but I, yeah. I hope to go back soon. Wow. Yeah. I think, um, that is such a cool, like insider look into our Bible study filming mm-hmm. sessions because I mean, they're all different. Um, but it's definitely something that I don't know that everybody realizes is how, um, like spiritually important it is for y'all as the teachers, like, because yeah. you are, you know, like you said, it's an honor to, and a privilege to be able to do this, but also it's, it's a, a thing that you have to practice and get good at. And I think a lot yeah. of times people don't realize that it's, it's hard, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I think people watch the videos and cause y'all do such a good job and our video crew does such a good job and they just are thinking, oh, well, like I could do this, like this would be great. Yeah. And, and I do think that there are plenty of people that God has appointed to do that, yeah, but then, um, it is also like, it's hard work. And so I think that is an encouragement to people to know that, you know, it isn't, we don't all, all have it all together. Like we're, yeah, we're, right. uh, it takes a huge team of people to do things right. and it's, um, it takes God helping us and, um, yeah. you know, even, even people that have been doing it for years and years and years, like still get caught up on things every once in a while. And I think that, yeah. um, 
yeah, I just think that's encouraging um, to hear. And I also would like to, I can't promise you this, but I do feel like at some point we will film videos with you that you don't have to get up before the sun in order to do. Because I know steadfast love, we were driving <laughs> to the yes. ocean like before the light came. Yes. And we're like in the dark. You know what? You know what? I, I, I don't think I'd have it any other way because... <laughs> The Lord speaks to me so much through nature and the sky. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I've just, it's the cross I got to bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, at least you get to do it in like these beautiful places, um, which and is And you had really great. great clothes too. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh, so, <laughs> so one thing, just as, as we wrap up, one thing that we always ask, because it's a marked podcast, so we always ask, what is one thing in your life that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Mm, one thing that's marked me. Um, you know, I'm going to brag on my husband. Go um, for it. When I met him, he was a camp preacher, and – I was 17 and I was one of the campers. So it's very, it sounds very scandalous, but it wasn't. (laughs) Um, My parents were great with it. We were good. Um, But I remember hearing him preach and, and it wasn't necessarily the words he preached, though they were powerful. It was the intimacy that I saw that he had with the Lord, with Jesus that I wanted. And that really marked me and sparked me to to run after the Lord. Um, and and gosh, that is still true today. Like my sweet husband is the man that you hope he is uh, behind closed doors. He desperately loves Jesus more than he loves uh, any title, any any um, fame, any opportunity. It, even the village church, our family, he is so in love with Jesus. And that has marked me. It is contagious. And um, um, I, I just, I love how he loves the Lord. I love how he um, is experiences the love of God that makes me want to know and love Jesus more. And so mm-hmm. my sweet husband has marked me in, in my my walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. I love how you said that he's marked you and sparked you. I love that. <laughs> I, we, I've, I've not heard anybody say that. So definitely, no. yes, definitely the word nerd. The word in you. Marked, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, well, thank you so much, Lauren, for just, you know, yeah. spending some time with us today. And um, we look forward to just you know, getting the, the word out about your new study. And we just hope that a lot of women will, will join us um, really soon and, and be part of the study. And um, can, I, can I kind of say something about Women's Forum since we talked about it? Yes, you can say something. <laughs> okay. So a lot of you know about the Women's Leadership Forum that happens in November, and Lauren is going to be our worship leader. So we're, we're, just, we're just nailing this down. So, you know, just... We're, we're just kind of doing this on the fly, but um, yeah. that'll be really fun. So go ahead and mark your calendars and c- come to Nashville. We want to see you yeah. there. And you're going to be at Lifeway Women Live, some of the Lifeway Women Live events this year, yes, too, right? Yeah, awesome. I think in August. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will see you there. And thanks again, listeners, for joining us. And we hope that you'll come back next week. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find LifeWay Women on all social media channels at LifeWay Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.